0: Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Continuing our series of Sermon Extras podcasts, we find ourselves at the end of 1 John here and probably only a couple more podcasts from the book of 1 John, but we were looking at verses 6 to 14, 15, excuse me, this past Sunday, and there's one aspect, of course, I want to pull from the passage that we didn't have a lot of time to highlight and it's this idea of prayer but woven in this idea of prayer is this idea of confidence and I want to look at these couple of verses here uh, momentarily before I do that did you ever were you ever confident about something? did you ever find the confidence you needed to do something that would otherwise be difficult to do let me give you sort of a dumb illustration in college. Um, I dated a few times when I wanted to ask a girl out on a date generally, I didn't have any basis to work on. Sometimes I would ask a friend, but sometimes I would just ask somebody that I thought was pretty or was in one of my classes and I thought I might connect with. And so what I would do is I would try to get this girl's phone number and then I would try to ask her out. Um, I would call her on the phone. I would say, hey, this is Todd Walker from your English class. I was wondering if you wanted to go out sometime and and just kind of see what her response would be. But that always was a little nerve-wracking to do because... I didn't know this girl real well. I didn't know if she had any interest in me. I was sort of gauging that based on the phone call. And sometimes, most often, they said yes. I think there were a couple times they said, uh, you know, let's get to know each other better first, Um, something like that. So it was always a nerve-wracking process. But this one year, I actually found out that this other girl on campus liked me or thought I was cute or whatever, whatever the phrase would be. And, uh... My sister told me, she said, you know, Todd, this this girl likes you, and you should you should ask her out. And I didn't know her real well, but, you know, I thought she was cute too. And I said, well, if she likes me already, you know, and she's cute, let's, let's go out and see if there's any chemistry. So I got this girl's phone number, and I was going to call her and ask her out. But you know what was different this time? I had confidence. And the reason I had confidence is because I was told prior to this that this girl already had interest in me. And that she was going to say yes if I asked her out. So that phone call was unlike some of the other phone calls I mentioned because I had a basis there. I had a foundation, a trust that if I simply asked this girl out, she would go out with me. And that phone conversation went very well. Um, I wasn't really nervous at all. We actually ended up did, did going out. It didn't really materialize in anything beyond that. But we went out and I had the confidence to ask this girl out. And that's kind of what I'm trying to bring out here because... I'm trying to set up something that I found kind of like an Easter egg, if you will, um, for the passage of 1 John. And I mentioned on Sunday how important it is to be able to have confidence in prayer. And I want to highlight that again, but then I, there's one little more deeper angle that uh, that I think is here in the text that I want to highlight as well. And it was something I didn't really notice prior to today, so let's look at it. It's First John 5, and it's verses... 13 to 15, listen to what John says. He says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that we may know that we have eternal life. And this is the confidence we have toward him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. Do you notice that? Do you notice that John is encouraging us to pray to God because if we believe in the name of the Son of Jesus, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, we have confidence that God is going to answer our requests. And it's kind of like the illustration I just gave you, although that's a silly illustration. God is basically saying, if you come and ask, and you come in the name of my Son, and you come so as to seek after my will, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. You're going to get your answers. And John, once again, is trying to give us a gift, the gift of confidence, because praying to God sometimes is, like I mentioned before, a very nerve-wracking experience. Um, you often don't know if you're in the right frame of mind to pray or, or if God is in the right frame of mind to receive your requests or if you're holy enough or what you're asking for is, is along the center of his will or all kinds of things. Uh, discourage you from actually praying. But John is trying to do the opposite and trying to say to you, so here's two simple things that you need to have in prayer. And if you have these two simple things, you should expect God to say yes to your requests. And so let's look at these two things. I write in verse 13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. There's prerequisite number one, is that you must believe in the name of Jesus. Not just his name, but who his name is and what it represents. Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Messiah. He's the Christ. He's the Savior, the only Savior of the world. If you believe that, you have crossed hurdle number one. You are almost ready to pray and ask God for anything. The next thing, he says in verse 14, this is the confidence we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So there's prerequisite number two, that you and I must have belief in the Son of God. We must also have a desire to do God's will and seek that in prayer. And that was a little trickier because sometimes praying becomes about us. It becomes about God satisfying our physical earthly requests. I've prayed that way before. God, if you'll just make my life easier, if you'll just give me a wife, if you'll just make me a little bit richer, uh, that would be great. But once you start realizing that you're here for God, you exist for God, and that God's will is the best thing anyways, uh, it's better than your physical earthly requests anyways, uh, then you learn to pray to seek after God's will. And that's basically what John is saying, that if you and I pray in the center of God's will so as to do his will, we should have confidence that God is going to say yes. So can you say that today? Can you say that you believe in the name of Jesus? I hope you do. If you're listening to this podcast, I hope that you do believe in the name of Jesus. And that's hurdle number one. Hurdle number two is do you want the will of God? Do you want his will to be done in your life on earth as it is in heaven? That's how Jesus taught us to pray. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is that what you want? If not, then you need to work on that first and foremost. You need to want God's will above all things because God is not here to satisfy our selfish, physical, earthly requests. What he's here to do is to give us what we need in order to do what he's called us to do. And if you can, if you can say that confidently, yes, I want your will, Lord. I'm coming to do your will, Lord. Then John is saying, you should expect a lot of yeses. You should expect God to answer your requests. Because he says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And then he cements this with verse 15. He says, if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, by praying in the center of his will, by believing in his son, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. Do you see that? Confidence. A yes. If you simply will ask God to do things that would be in the center of his will, that would line up with what he desires, he's going to say yes. He's going to say yes. It may not look exactly like you're praying, the request, but he's going to say yes. He's going to give you what you came for. Have confidence. Pray with confidence. And that should encourage you and I to pray and pray more. Lord, I need you. Lord, this is hard. Lord, I desire this, but my faith is small. Help me, Father, These are all requests God is going to give us because He desires that His will be done on earth as it is in heaven more than we do. And John wants us to have the confidence that if we will simply pick up the phone, if you will, and call God, God is going to say yes because God loves us and He wants the best for us. And the best thing for us is His will. So, do you have confidence in prayer yet? Do you need that today? If, is there some sort of sin or issue that you're struggling with and you don't know how to get over it? Some anxiety or thing you're worried about um, that you don't know, again, how to get over this? Are you struggling with believing more? Are you struggling with loving your neighbor more? Take these requests to God and say, God, I want to be more like your son. I want to be more obedient. I want to be a better, useful vessel for your kingdom. Help me. And John is saying here to us today, if we believe in Jesus and we pray like that, God is going to say yes. I hope that's an encouraging thing to you. That if you pray today, you're going to get answers from God. The answers you came for. That God is going to say yes. And we may have to pray longer than we thought we would. Sometimes prayer takes persistence. In fact, a lot of times it takes persistence. But if God can tell that this thing is important to you, and that you're here to do his will. He's going to say yes. Keep praying. Keep calling. Keep asking. And that's the first encouraging thing we find. The second encouraging thing we find is kind of like the Easter egg. Like I told you before, it's it's there, but it's not there on the surface. But if you read the entire context of 1 John 5, 1 John 5 is about giving us confidence that we actually believe in Jesus because he talks about obeying his commandments We know that we are children of God in verse 2 when we love God and keep his commandments. He wants us to have confidence that we actually belong to God. And so he continues this theme and this thread throughout the chapter that he's trying to build confidence in us that we know that we're of God. We know that we believe in Jesus. And in verse 13, he says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. There it is. I write these things, all these things I'm saying, even some of these things are hard things to hear, but I'm writing every single one of them to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. So there it is. There's the really big confidence we are supposed to have. That we know that we have eternal life. If you will simply look at these proofs and these tests that John is giving you, and you will look inwardly and figure these things out, and you will authenticate your faith, and you will find out that your faith is real. John wants you to know that eternal life is yours, because Christ purchased it for you. But here's the thing I want to highlight with the last couple moments here. That verse that I just mentioned, verse 13 is followed by the verses we started this podcast with. Verse 13 says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know you have eternal life. And then right after that, this is the confidence we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we asked of him. There is another test in there, another proof, another validation of your faith. If you can pray and you can move the hand of God in prayer, if you can pray in the center of God's will and God responds to that, you have eternal life. You should have the confidence that you have eternal life because why would God hear you if you weren't his? Why would God answer your prayer according to his will if you didn't have eternal life? God doesn't hear and answer the prayers of the wicked. He only hears and answers the prayers of his children who have been redeemed by the blood of Christ. So if you and I can pray, not only pray, but pray in the center of God's will, and because we're praying in the center of God's will, God is vowed to answer those requests, when he does, we have confidence that eternal life is ours. Do you see that? Do you see that little Easter egg hidden there? That if you and I can get answers in prayer, we're his. We're headed the right way. We're of Christ. We've been redeemed. We're waiting for eternal life. So can you? Have you ever gotten requests answered from God? Did you ever take something that was important to him in prayer, asked him for it, and he gave you the answer? He gave you what you came for, you responded affirmatively, then you have eternal life. That's what John is saying. It's quite simple. Because he wants us to have confidence. And there's several tests and proofs he gives us, and they're all interwoven with one another. They're not like, you know, 15 different things you have to do. They're all basically the same. Believe in the Son of God, follow him, obey him, line up with his will, and you have eternal life it's a certainty and i want to encourage you that today by that today are you of christ do you want to know that you're of christ do you want to have that confidence of eternal life i do because this life is fragile it's short it's honestly it's not that great. Life on earth is not the best thing there is, and I hope you know that. I hope it's not satisfying every one of your desires, and I find that hard to believe, even if you say it is, um, because this world was not what we were made for. We were made for something greater and better, and that something better is eternal life with God. And Christ is the reason. Jesus is the reason we can experience that. But John, this entire book, is about been trying to give us confidence. That one day we will stand before God on Judgment Day. And he's going to look at our life and he's going to measure our deeds. He's going to look at how we lived. And he's going to make an assessment whether or not we were of his son. And although that sounds terrifying, John is basically giving us the mini-judgment right now so as to pass the test now so that when the big judgment comes, you're ready. You have confidence. And if you can't pass these tests now, then you shouldn't have confidence for the other side either. And that's something we should work on because he wants us to be ready. John wants us to be ready. And more importantly, God wants us to be ready. And God wants to answer our prayers. He wants to be our help in time of need. He wants us to come to him boldly to the throne of grace, asking for help in our time of need. And he wants us to know that when we do, he'll answer those requests. And he also wants us to know that when he answers those requests, that's proof of our life with him. I hope this is encouraging to you today. I hope that you'll look at these things today and not be afraid to take these tests and these proofs and see if you pass them now because the point is confidence. The goal is confidence and encouragement so that you and I will know where we're going, who we're going to be with for all of eternity, and we will live boldly, confidently, courageously on this earth. I hope this is blessed you in the new year. Let's take these truths and live them out today. Blessings to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkes-Barre. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.